0: vision
1: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Pondivision, an MCU discussion podcast. I'm your host Charlie Ashby, and I am once again joined by my marvelous co-host Ash Jefferson. How's it going, Ash?
0: Hello. It's going pretty good. I've had a pretty good day. Watched Black Widow earlier. You know, that's never a bad way to spend your time. I think it's been a pretty chill day.
1: Perfect. Yeah, it's been not too bad. I I I've to admit, I haven't watched Black Widow. Um again for this recording but I did watch it like a few times so I feel like I'm well versed in that little that movie
0: yeah I saw it once in theaters and I was like should probably watch it again <laughs> before I get on a podcast to talk oh,
1: about yeah it. I suppose that's kind of the difference as well because because you watched it in a fear, so you, it's not like you exactly pause it and then go make a sandwich
0: <laughs> yeah
1: whereas yeah you know <laughs> I was I was making sandwiches. Yeah, that is the that
0: is the that is the benefit of of streaming stuff now that I actually really like. It's you can just get up in the middle of or get distracted and finish it the next day. That's great too. I did that with Wonder Woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the eighty four?
0: Yeah, yeah. I watched like half of it and then I got distracted doing something else because it was Christmas when it came mm. out. I think. And then I like, watched the rest of it the next day, and was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> this works.
1: The review. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: That's my review of Wonder Woman 1984. Ah, this works. <laughs> That's
1: all we've got time for this week on the uh, DC show. Yeah. Oh.
0: On, our, on our Marvel discussion.
1: <laughs> well, joining us today to discuss Black Widow is a very special guest. She's a proud cat mum, and my fellow co-host of the Imperial Stamp podcast is Claire Striblin. How you doing?
2: oh splendid oh like that just warmed my heart that you introduced me as a proud cat mom like the fact that i have established this reputation i'm i'm honored i'm honored i really am
1: i just figured crazy cat lady was too rude
2: okay well that (laughs) went downhill really quickly but (laughs) cool cool (laughs) no no that
1: is true it's true we love we love our dooku um how are how are you doing
2: Oh, good. It's been a really chill day. It's been good. Uh, I have a secret project in the works, which I guess I'll sizzle. Then that's as sizzly as it's going to get. So I did some arts and crafts to prepare for a secret project I'm doing. And other than that, I've just been kind of hanging out, watched some badminton and some some soccer in the Olympics. And, you know, day's been good. Good day.
1: Nice. Very nice. Well, I have to say, before we get started, Claire, how did you watch Black Widow? Did you watch it in, in the theater? Did you watch it at home?
2: So I had the pleasure of taking my nephews to the movie theater, and which is super nice because I haven't been able to do that since they moved away. So we had a little little auntie nephew bonding sesh at Black Widow, and it was a good time, My my twin 15-year-old nephews and I. We really had a great time. So that's what that's how I did it. I wish that I had po- had the ability to pause it and like make a sandwich though. Or like when you're in the movie theater and you really have to go to the bathroom. Like I I really really I had a moment of that. I'm like at the end I'm like must wait for post credits scene. Um <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a good time. It was it was weird to be back in theaters doing the whole theatery thing.
0: Yeah, it was the first movie I went I went to like Mortal Kombat at nine o'clock in the morning, and I was the only one there. But this was the before this. But this was the the first movie like po like not post pandemic because we're still very much in a pandemic. But since the pandemic, um, that I was I like went at night, and there were uh, there were people sitting next to me. It was really weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, same. Like I've been once. Like we're like, oh hey, people in the back, way far away from me. I'm like, oh my god, people have come to movies. This is. This is wild. Yeah, there was like someone sitting next to me. God. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> like, I'm not used to having people around. It's awful.
1: Please leave.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was good. It was a good time.
1: It was great. Like, I Nothing brings the family together like watching um, kids drawn into some sort of weird human trafficking program. <laughs> to Yay. a really dark cover of Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> oh the movie um
2: you could have it a lot worse that opening kids credit scene,
0: that opening credit scene though i feel like we need to talk that opening credit scene kind of slapped oh. <laughs> I, I was really into it i was like hell yeah i love nirvana and it was creepy as hell great times all
1: around I yeah i thought it, the fact that because obviously i think some people were um I guess I think even with the trailers, some people were confused about the placement and the idea of the film of what it would be talking about like would this be the actual origin story for Natasha or would this be you know, where, where was like
0: yeah i I definitely was did not know because as listeners of the show know, I don't necessarily keep up with uh with the Marvel news I just rely on Charlie to tell me about <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I didn't actually know what time period it was set in, uh, so when it opened up and I realized it was post-Civil War, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, (laughs) and then I watched the rest of the movie.
1: But yeah, I feel like, now we know that obviously we don't get, like, a a full-on origin story in a traditional sense, I actually did appreciate the opening sequence, because I thought it did a really great job at telling that story, without having to necessarily have to watch Natasha do, like, random spy missions, I feel like. Sometimes that's good to have, yeah, I, leave that up to your imagination.
0: I feel like we got enough context for Natasha's background without it having to be like another Marvel origin story movie. Because as much as I love those, they do, can kind of get formulaic at times. Yeah. Um, so it was not, and we know Natasha so well that going back And seeing her origin story potentially might have gotten a bit boring. I don't know, but I I really liked how they did this. I feel like they integrated enough with, like, Draco's daughter and that opening credit sequence and all that stuff for me to be like, okay, I have a good idea of who Natasha was before all of this.
2: Yes. And also, like, going back and really rehashing her entire origin story on screen as opposed to just alluding to it. You know may, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Marvel movies have their plenty dark moments um but that that is a whole other that's a whole other can of of dark dark potentially r rated movie torturing children essentially uh that i I am personally pleased with how they portrayed it, and we know exactly what happened, and part of it as well is like the is like in so many scary movies, my issue is. When you see the monster, sometimes the monster isn't quite as scary as what you had imagined. And at this, the way that they portrayed it, like, it just lets you think, oh my God, like, that upbringing must have been so traumatic. And not seeing the monster in this case, it was, I think they, they did it really, really well. Yeah, your, um, your
0: mind definitely fills in the blanks and it's yeah. horrifying, you know? And you don't need to, I don't personally need to say, see like the brutalization of young women on screen to, to yep. really know how uh, horrifying that is
2: you know so exactly
1: because yeah. we haven't seen enough of that on tv or film
2: oh it's never enough charlie <laughs> like,
1: just, one of these times just we're like we should delve into it once or twice you know
2: <sighs>
1: i'm I, i'm <laughs> joking um just to clarify <laughs> for before... Everyone out there. <laughs> no, I, I, I really did like the opening sequence. I thought it was a great job at, I mean, it's just been a while since we had a really good opening sequence, not just in the the Magic Universe, because they rarely do them, if any, but just in film in general. You don't really get to see that many. Star Wars is like an outlier because it's it's part of the DNA, like the opening crawl. Mm-hmm. and James Bond as well like it's part of the dna of those films but everything else you don't really get to see a title card like opening sequence and i thought that it was really great that marvel actually did it with this film i feel like the last one that really hit for marvel might actually be I'm trying to think like
0: guardians 2 maybe
1: guardians 2 or like even iron man 3 but that was like, at the end of the film yeah so, yeah. The that's, only that's other great.
0: one that's coming to mind is, like, Baby Groot Dancing and Guardians... Not Guardians 3. Guardians 2. Did I say Guardians 3? I don't know. That's that's not out yet. <laughs>
1: it's because I, I said Iron Man 3, I think. And that confused yeah. us all.
0: Yeah. Guardians 2. Uh, that was cool. I liked that opening credit sequence. But that's the only other one I could think of. Oh, yeah, went, you're right. Because it
1: does come up with the title card, doesn't it? It does come up.
0: Yeah. And then all the, like, actors' and st- actors' names and stuff comes up while Groot's Dancing. But yeah I, I think this movie just was this movie definitely had like a lot of I felt like it had like a lot of style to it, if that makes sense.
1: Mm, like it was shot sure. pretty
0: much like every other MCU movie, but there definitely was a quality to it where I was like, okay, all right, maybe it's because it was directed by a woman. I don't know, but <laughs> there was definitely it felt different from like other MCU movies that I had seen I have seen
1: And I feel like if this was a phase one movie... Uh, it would definitely be like the generic origin story, and that's not a knock on origin stories because some of my favorite Marvel films happen to be the origin stories. Like, I I'm one of the people that feel still feels like the first Avengers are very strong yes. film, and I love that film so much.
0: I love the first. I love Iron Man. Like Iron Man's yeah, so
1: good like. as well. Yeah, and <laughs> I think if this film came out in Phase One, even Phase Two, like the film would probably end with Natasha being like. Well, that was a dangerous mission. What next, Fury? And then Fury's like, "We need (laughs) you to look after Tony Stark." And it like, it's like a like obviously a tie into Iron Man too. But what I liked about this one is that it follows the trend of Phase Four in general, including which I mean like the Marvel shows in that it takes characters that we already know, delves into their history for a start, so we actually get something of like substance with them. But then also introduces characters that could potentially continue the mantle, and act as an origin story for them.
0: Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I don't know how how y'all feel about this. I definitely felt at times that this was more a movie about Yelena than Natasha. Like
2: one hundred percent. Like
0: Yelena's the one that gets like the emotional scenes. Is Yelena is the one that's like struggling with the idea that. Her family was fake. She's the one who goes on more of a defined... Because Nat, at the beginning of this movie and at the end of this movie, is pretty much the same. Um, you know, she doesn't make like any dramatic character growth. But Yelena definitely does, I feel. Um, I'm curious what y'all's thoughts on that are.
2: Oh, I would agree. I would definitely agree. Because I feel like she... She is the one out of this entire story that, you know, she she overcame the most obstacles, in, in my own personal opinion. She broke away from that imprisonment, pretty much. And she – the thing about her is, like, yeah, there were a lot of demons to be unpacked for her through this episode. And also, like, I – like, don't get me wrong, ScarJo, Black Widow, great. Always great. However, um – yeah, I think that the not only the character but the actress shined more than yeah, anybody sure, sure. else in this film. Like this was this was the Yelena movie for Florence me. I'm like, Pugh okay, let's go. Shot
0: everybody else out of the water.
2: She was funny. She was she broke my heart. She made me smile. She made me fall in love all over again. Hi, Florence, call me. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. I can't wait to see what she's up to next.
1: Well, I'm going to defer a little bit. I agree with you to a point. I think Yelena is one of the most fascinating characters they've introduced. I I definitely feel like this is her origin story. If anything, like people saying, well, this should have been an origin story. I'm like, well, it is. It just happens to be Elena's. But also, I, I disagree with the idea that Natasha isn't developed. I feel like this is a really great film from Natasha's character, and right? I... And I would admit, one of my biggest issues with Endgame was I didn't quite believe Natasha's... like I I, I didn't 100% agree with her decision-making. Not that she wouldn't want Hawkeye to have his family back. That made sense to me. But I just felt like, oh, there's something about this. And I think Natasha's story in the film is her overcoming the trauma in her past and the two major things in her past that were traumatic to her were Dracov's daughter, which we see you mentioned in, in Avengers one, when Loki's like, Dracov's daughter, you got so much blood in your ledger," Like, you know, that had a haunting effect on her. And now she knows that she didn't kill this girl. Yes. She did tr- like, you know, she did do that action, but the fact that she was, ha- she managed to help save her in a sense, at the end of the film, and at least apologize, helps her move forward, and also it's reconnecting with her actual like her her other family. To the point where at the end of the film she feels comfortable to, because that like before she seemed a bit at the beginning of the film she seems kind of like disheartened by the fact that the Avengers have been broken up and doesn't feel like there's any way of fixing them, and by the end of the film she is out there ready to get them back together again. And as we know by Infinity War, they're all together again. So I actually really like the fact that she, she heals in a sense to the point where by the time she gets to end game, she's comfortable with what happened. And, and I, I maybe a little bit of this is my own personal theory, but I'm under the impression that, maybe elena and some of the other family members were snapped and that part of the reason why she probably jumped as well so she can bring them back
2: oh yeah oh yeah oh okay i sad now
0: but okay. yeah. it's definitely it, it, it me saying that she doesn't really go through a lot of growth was definitely not fair i think she definitely does i think just elena goes through the more like drastic yeah. change in growth maybe
1: oh 100 percent. yeah i agree with that yeah. like and i think the th- it's knowing, like the, it's knowing what they're doing. Like, mainly because obviously they, their stories interact. The fact that both Elena healing for herself and Natasha healing has to be the same because they're sisters, and that's what the story is: is them healing the family. But also, I feel Marvel uh, clearly with this with this whole face face four is about sort of continuing legacies and doing what's right, and we see that a lot with, like, I mean, Loki sets up Sylvie and all these other variants. Hawkeye, um, we're getting later the year. Hawkeye, yeah, we're getting Kate, we're getting uh, I mean, Falcon, yeah. we've got Patriot, we've got, like, all these different characters, Miss Marvel, it's, like, continuing on a mantle and being inspired. So, I feel like it's, it's, an, it's a really good combination. I feel like it's a really clever way of doing it. That's why one of the major issues people have been saying, like, this film should have come out earlier. And I really, I can't disagree more of that statement. I feel like while the film could have come out earlier, and I, when I say it, I, I feel like there should have been a Black Widow movie before, but I think the placement here is such a really great idea in terms of having to explore Natasha more, while also introducing this incredible actress, incredible character, and just really great Backstory and it and it pushes the story forward as well. By the time we get to the ending, and we get that really heartbreaking whistle, none of that is possible without Natasha's role as well.
0: Yeah, I think it definitely adds. Yeah, it definitely adds to the emotional weight of Endgame.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it and it makes I think it makes me more angry about her death in endgame because that was one of the things that i really didn't like how they did in endgame um but you know i'm not the only one on the internet who shared that opinion (laughs) (laughs) uh i really do think it should have been hawkeye but doesn't matter now this is where we're at but (laughs) but yeah i think i think yeah i think i don't know I, in the sense of like, should this have come out earlier? Yes, but not necessarily this movie coming out earlier. I just think we should have gotten a Black Widow movie years
1: ago. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: You know, that's the, the sad thing about it is like, we're only going to ever, Iron Man gets a trilogy, Thor gets four movies, Cap gets three movies, and we're only ever going to get the one with Natasha. And I think that's the saddest thing. About it you know. Uh, I feel like she deserves to get. More attention than she did.
1: That's true. Um, I also like the idea of her like. I guess you have to. Sometimes you have to like retrospectively. Add these ideas as well. Into the the DNA of what we're watching. But I do like the idea of like the Avengers. Being the core for a character. Like she feels like she only belongs in the Avengers. And then once they split up. She gets her chance to basically like shine and realize that she doesn't necessarily need the Avengers, but mm-hmm. also like she's willing to help bring them back together again. I really like that idea and like the idea of families. And if she can bring back her broken, <laughs> strange, put together family, then maybe the Avengers aren't oh, just a walk in the park.
2: Exactly. I mean, come on, we're a bunch of Star Wars stands over here, so it's like. <laughs> We respond to a found family narrative and there are two different found family narratives in this story. Let's go. We were fed very well
0: with this movie.
1: <laughs> Speaking of family, what did you think about the family in this in this film? Obviously we get introduced I, to Rachel I Wise sh- and um, David Harbour's characters.
0: I so appreciated that this to me feels like such I have a sister and I feel like this is the most accurate portrayal of what having a sister is like in the MCU so far (laughs) because when they see each other it's on site and then like an hour later they're sitting drinking beers and Yelena's like what do you think of my vest (laughs) 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 I'm like I've been in that situation before (laughs) where you're like screaming at your sibling and two seconds later you're like oh so how'd that job interview go
2: (laughs) (laughs) Check it out! It has pockets. So oh, many pockets.
0: Listen, this movie also gave us representation of the it has pockets or thanks it has pockets girl. And yes, I, I feel seen.
1: When did you realize that was the same vest from Infinity War? Instantly. Okay. Yeah, I think
2: it took me a minute, but yeah. I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute! <laughs> so many pockets.
1: I was like, oh, I think be. it was when, like when I saw it later on, and like the lighter, like maybe when the, in when they're trying to break out, um, Lexi. I was like, oh, it's green. Oh, it's the, it's the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love, I love that. So the, so now when you watch Infinity War again, you're gonna watch the whole film with the emotional attachment knowing that part of Elena was with there with Natasha.
2: Oh. What what. Why? Why you gotta do this right now?
1: <laughs> Stories are good.
2: <laughs> it's good, actually.
1: I yeah, Marvelous
0: I Marvel is good, actually.
1: <laughs> Not only that, but I, the casting in this film in particular was so good. I mean, David Harbour being a badass uh, rounder gentleman, and yes, there's the there's the moments where. In the trailer, it's like played for laughs, but actually, I really appreciate like feeling like I could relate to my character like that, and him like it doesn't affect his him at all. Like he's not bothered by it. He's like, "We talking about on the Red Guardian? Shut the hell up!" Like I can beat you up, and he does. It's really cool. I really like seeing him um, be like that. The only issue I have with it is that there was more of that. Apparently, they got cut, so I'm kind of bummed by that. But what did you think about seeing them? And also, I I just say. We're all we're all people that grew up in the late nineties, early nineties. Seeing Rachel Wise do it, do anything, just thank you, God. Just God, yeah, thank you, God. Thank you, God, oh, God for giving Wise.
0: us milf. Uh, thank you, God for giving us milf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we were all thinking, it okay? It's not, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs>
1: Give us our daily milf and deliver <laughs> Give our notification. <laughs> we
2: didn't. We didn't just get two percent milf. We got whole milf in this one. <laughs> also, David Harbour, quite a dilf. gotta say, gotta say,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Oh, 100%. And not only that, like, <laughs> really I, I was so appreciative of the fact that this wasn't one of those we actually hate each other and we're not. We never liked each other. They're like, "No, we we fucked and we're gonna fuck it again." <laughs> like, it's like, it's like <laughs> oh yes, you look so sexy. I'm like, oh god, this film. That
2: was a fun assignment, I gotta say. <laughs> oh, it's for the mission. It's for the mission. Oh, you
1: have to. Uh-huh. Oh, you have to. You have to marry David Harbour and you have to marry Rachel Wise. What, oh, what a terrible job. <laughs>
2: I will do it for my country. I will. <laughs> I will marry Rachel
0: Wise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> For Comrade Stalin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh gracious oh me! My God.
1: Yeah, I really did love the, those moments, and you, I love what I love about the Red Guardian and Alex's character is characters, and also Milena's is, is the complexities of their character. They're not just good, bad. They're all like Natasha. They're all a bit grey. Like they've all got a bit of. They've all got loads of red, red and red ledger. And I love the um, the way they play with the audience, um, particularly with Milena, and like you thinking, oh no, she's portrayed them. This sucks. And then also with Alexi, like being so, you know, like all about himself and being like, I didn't care about, you know, I didn't care about the mission. It was nothing to me. And then he starts singing that song. And you're like, it did mean something to him.
0: Aww. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Melina kept the, uh, the book. The photo album, yeah. The photo album, yeah. No, they definitely care about each other. And I think in the end, they can, like, get to a place. Hopefully they can get to a place where they're, like, an actual family again. That'd be nice. You know, not Nat, obviously. but You
1: have to dry clean off the, off the rock. <laughs> Oh, God. Someone made a a really sad, like, I was joking, but someone made a actual, like, factual point the other day that really upset me, which is that Steve would have had to give the stone back to Red Skull, which, one, that that interaction would be hilarious to see, but that means he must have seen Natasha's body.
2: Well, thanks for that.
1: He, like, was was really upset. He's like, Fuck this! I'm just I'm going to sleep with uh, Haley Atwell and live my life.
0: Do you think Steve saw the Red Skull and that was what that was what finalized his decision to stay in the past? <laughs> <laughs> sees the Red Skull is like, for fuck's sake!
1: Look, I'm gonna I go. I can't deal with
0: this anymore. I can't. I'm done. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> Sam can be Captain America. I...
1: <laughs> my favorite. Meme after that film was, you know, because Red Skull introduces himself by and by sort of like giving them their factual details, like their parents, and one of my one of my favorite memes is he goes, "Steve Rogers, son of a bitch, you're alive." <laughs>
2: oh my!
1: Um, I feel yeah.
0: like, but I feel like the family dynamic. Getting back to the that to the movie that we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> uh, I feel like the family dynamic is really what made this movie work. And it was incredibly like heartwarming. There's a part when Melina goes, uh, Yelena, it's mama. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh, God. oh it's so great. Um, and just the relationship between Yelena and Natasha in general, I think is amazing. Um, the fact that they haven't seen each other in decades, but still that love and that connection is immediately there. Like, Yelena is immediately giving Natasha shit for, like, her superhero pose.
1: Which apparently I think was improv.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was reading an interview with Florence Pugh where she was talking about, like, how basically her stunt coordinator told her that, like, oh, you need, like, a superhero landing pose. And she asked if those were, like, physically possible, and, and her stunt co- coordinator was like, no. So she went to Scarlett Johansson and was, like, making fun of her for her superhero pose. <laughs> and just put it in the script. <laughs> apparently that um, the scene where, like, Yelena's describing her hysterectomy was also improv.
1: Oh, I love that.
2: The director basically <laughs> oh my just apparently
0: Apparently the writer put in a joke of, like, them being on their time of the month or something. And Kate Heron basically just, they, Scarlett, Florence, and the director just kind of all like rolled their eyes. And then Kate Heron was like, No, answer him. <laughs> so then Florence viewed, like, it's one of the best scenes in the movie. It's so good.
1: You don't get so clinical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was about to start <laughs> about fallopian tubes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like,
1: because it's, yeah, I just love it. And his face, like, oh bravo like why did i bring this up like there was also
0: there was also something really great about that to me because i always thought one of the most offensive things the mcu has ever done was in age of ultron and i don't care whether this was joss whedon's intent or not this is what came across is the scene where natasha is talking to bruce about how she's a monster because she can't have kids oh my god yeah i feel like this scene retroactively in a lot of ways said no this isn't like this is a horrifying thing It like takes the i don't know it like takes that that moment away from it and makes it not only kind of funny but just really highlighting how horrifying it actually is to have an involuntary hysterectomy
1: <laughs> yeah it sort of builds up it just shows that it's it's humorous but it also shows their um capacity to Joke about it and the strength they have from that. Um, yeah. moving forward. And yeah, yeah, that, that sucked. <laughs> no, there's it's,
0: no in my eyes. There's no defending that scene. No, I don't care if that was his intent no. or not. It was a disaster.
1: But are you trying to? So well, are you suggesting that not having children isn't the same as a gamma ray explosion? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Ashley. That's where you want to go with. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh... <laughs> oh Age of Ultron You beautiful hot mess <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's so much good there But there's so much stuff In the middle It's just ugh oh. yeah.
2: Like we didn't quite stick the landing There was a couple couple bobbles in the air there There but, was no, uh, okay. yeah, there was no
1: uh, landing in boobs Moment in this film as well so. We'll have to mark <laughs> it down for that <laughs> Um no uh yeah, I, I thought they did a really great job of the whole uh, familial aspects and Natasha's characterization, how that leads into the family, and why that's had such a profound effect on her. Uh, I thought the, the young actress that played Natasha's uh, young Natasha and the young Elena, were very great in that opening sequence.
2: I agree. And I think that also, like, the costuming and hair makeup design was absolutely perfect. For Natasha this little punk girl with her blue hair and I'm like who has just the biggest heart and clearly like just loves being a kid for once there's something sad about her demeanor but the way that she just enjoys the world around her in that opening scene there's so much that was said without a word in the way that it was performed and the way that they that they that they staged it. And it was just really, really beautiful to see this little girl who, like, clearly has a chip on her shoulder for some reason, which, of course, we find out is, yeah, you know, child soldier kind of deal. Kind of a bummer. Um, but, yeah. And finally finding a little piece of peace in this world and to have it all ripped away so quick. I was like, and my heart and everything else is broken. I think, okay, I think the worst
0: part of it was that scene where they open up like the shipping container
2: and
1: oh tasha
0: clearly knows what is about to happen to her baby sister yeah because they infer that
1: she was already in the red room yeah and yeah, sure. then-
0: yeah
1: and then yeah like, <laughs> was sent back and, there's
0: so much like there's again it goes back to like not not showing everything doesn't mean it's not like completely horrifying
1: yeah,
2: it was still completely devastating. Makes it
1: worse, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It... And <sighs> and one of the things I actually liked as well, the actress who plays young Natasha was the daughter of uh, is the daughter of Mila Djokovic. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next time you look at it, you, you won't be able to like you, you you'll see it. Like, like she looks exa- exactly like her. It's crazy. Um, also, another thing I really liked, uh, someone pointed out the other day, was that retrospectively, now with with Black Widow, everything that, uh, everything that we see through the Scarlet Witch's visions come true. Tony's nightmare about the team splitting up, and you know the invasion happens. Captain America gets his dance with Peggy. Uh, what was the other one? the Four, Four Ragnarok. After... Yeah. And Natasha sees the Red Room.
2: <laughs> oh, man. You know what's
0: worse about that, though? Complete side tangent. Like, Tony's vision is that everybody died except for him.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh... Yeah.
0: Now I'm sad about Iron Man again. Okay, Okay. but just visualize
1: Ash as like Spider-Man and Far From Home, but looking at the big portrait. Oh,
0: absolutely! Yeah, that is absolutely me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But the reason why I bring it up is because I want to talk about the villain of the story. Because I did see one of the biggest controversies about this film was the idea of villains and who was the villain in the film. And a lot of people were very angry that Taskmaster didn't live up to their expectation, whether that's because they're just sexist pigs or that they just, for some reason, really like Taskmaster. Um,
0: I can offer a, a, a negative opinion about Taskmaster, and I'm not a sexist pig. Um, so <laughs> I didn't like Taskmaster in this movie. And it's not because I have a particular attachment to like, Tony Master's Taskmaster, uh, because, honestly, I don't know anybody that's, like, super invested in that's the thing.
1: That's the thing that really, like, I am like, wait, what? Like, you're really, like, gung-ho. It's like, people being really happy I'm about not,
0: like, the one Grady.
1: Gonna,
0: I'm not, like, like, the one person that's going to stand on a hill and be like, they ruined Taskmaster.
2: <laughs> but I wasn't,
0: I'll just say I wasn't particularly impressed. And it had nothing to do with, like, changing the backstory or the gender of the character and pretty much everything to do with like, I don't think they gave it enough time to, in my opinion, like have the emotional impact they were going for. I don't know. I just didn't. I, I sometimes you just like at the end of the day you have to be like, I just didn't like it. <laughs>
1: no, that's no, that is a valid complaint. I do have my own thoughts around it, but I do want to hear Claire's thoughts first, just in case. Like, what did you think about Taskmaster?
2: So as somebody who's not familiar with Taskmaster in the comics, so this is coming in pretty blind as to that character. um, I think that it, I I 100% agree that it could have been developed a little bit more. And with an actress not as talented as Scarlett Johansson, uh, Scarlett Johansson is the reason that I cared about Taskmaster as a character. That's pretty much how it went down for me. I think that that story, that the story that they chose for the background was, I, I was invested in it. I was pretty invested in it once I figured out what was going on. Um, but also, I don't have any attachment to any other, any other sort of backstory or anything like that. So um, it makes, the the other thing is I'm very interested in the future of that character as to the end with all the Widows adopting Taskmaster into yeah Widow Squad, woo! Um, yeah. And And the fate of the rest of the Widows as well, but yeah. I think that that Scarlett Johansson's performance is mostly the reason I cared about Taskmaster, but also that story is like super sad and I feel for her poor poor thing.
1: Yeah, I agree. My my biggest like my main complaint with the film is Taskmaster related. But I but it's one complaint that could easily be rectified and probably might it could even be one that's already it's a purposeful issue. Now, my biggest frustration with the complaints about Taskmaster which isn't like what you're saying Ash at all like that makes perfect sense it's the people that are like Taskmaster was the villain I don't think Taskmaster was the villain of the nope. film I think it's pretty clear the Red Room and Drakov and the, the like the yeah the looming threat of the Red Room is the clear overriding presence and villain in the film. Taskmaster was merely a weapon used by them. So that wasn't really a big issue for me, because I thought the Red Room and Treykov was a fantastic villain. I already thought they did a great job at having this, like, just, you know, really shitty person. (laughs) You know, like, sometimes having a classical obviously bad dude as your villain isn't bad. James Bond does it all the time. Like, it's not you know it's a film you don't have to always have a controversial like uh, there's i don't need to know Drakeoff's reasoning for kidnapping girls mm-hmm. i didn't want i don't want to know that in his childhood he had a lollipop stolen from him and that's why he kidnaps kids <laughs> i don't need to hear that like i just want a good villain and i thought the red room was a really great foil for black widow and one that connects and helps carry out her character arc now my biggest issue with the film. And Taskmaster is the is the reason why I agree with Claire that I feel like the the character has to come back, and that is that you don't cast Olga Kurylenko and don't have her speak (laughs) apart from a few words, and that's it. Also, shout out to Olga who had to stay quiet for like two years, and then on the press release, like the press was like, "Yeah, to be really quiet," and then like him and Faye is like. She's the best. Like, she didn't mention anything. <laughs> like, people forgot she was in the film. Um,
0: she knows how to keep her mouth shut. I feel like that's how you stay uh, working for Marvel. You know, if you can keep your mouth shut. And meanwhile, should, Alfred I... Molina's over in the corner being like, Hello, it <laughs> is I, <laughs> Dr. Octopus. What
1: <Butterfingers. laughs> good? No, I, and, I, and I truly believe, like, She's one of the, she's like, she's such a fantastic actor. Oh, okay. There is no way. No way they cast her for one-off. There's no way she would have accepted that. You could have had you know, anyone in that suit.
0: I feel like because Yelena is, was received so well, um, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be straight up, I feel like she's probably gonna be one of the best, like, most well-received things in Black Widow, along with Kate. Not Black Widow. Hawkeye yeah (laughs) I can't talk um Hawkeye because like I feel like the standouts of that show are going to be Kate and Yelena just because Kate Bishop is such like a fantastic character I can't imagine like her not becoming like the standout of that show um I, I would I would really like like a Widow's series or something That'd and, you be know, cool. like a, like Aww. a 6 episode like Widow's sent with like Yelena's leading the new widows and Taskmaster is there. Like that would be that would be really cool, I think.
1: I would still like Taskmaster to be a villain, but not openly but like like I feel like we still have the opportunity to see Taskmaster as it is in the comics. Cuz now she's free for the first time in her life. But she's yeah. still was cheated out of her childhood for most of her life and was blown up so like I feel like she has still got grievances and she still can be like one of those like bounty hunter characters like boba fett where they're not necessarily bad but they're willing to like get stuff done I feel the like right anti hero
0: taskmaster would be really cool,
1: yeah, like I feel like cause he's kind of like that in the comics way, yeah, if he doesn't agree with it he's like oh i am not getting paid for this so there's no point um my over
2: <laughs> and like also, like they're introducing a whole bunch of anti-heroes in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like
0: Thunderbolts, come on we now. About the, they, we talk about this a lot. Thunderbolts is a thing that they'll probably do at some point.
1: Uh, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if she was part of that team.
0: That'd be cool. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll see Eric. See do you think we'll see Erica Grady? <laughs> Just to clarify, Claire, uh, Erica Grady...
2: I was like, help me, help me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, Charlie's gonna explain. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I was like, oh god, I'm lost.
2: Help me back. Erica
1: Grady was the third Ant-Man, but his defining character is that he's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, creep. He's um, bad. And like, he, he became was, a... He he
0: became like a yeah. standout thing from his characters, he used the Ant Man suit to spy on. It was Carol Danvers, right?
1: Yeah, like, like when she she's in the shower and was, yeah. like between her boobies and
2: that's that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> if
0: he never shows um, up in the MCU, we'll all be better for it.
1: But he does. He does it later. Like he's Ant Man for like a short time. Like he's and it's not like a. He's—they're not saying he's a good guy. Like it's—he it's was in
0: like one series called Irredeemable Ant-Man.
1: Yeah, and he later became a villain called the Black Ant, who works with Taskmaster, and they're like this—they're like this like ridiculous duo. Well, <laughs> like, they just hang out all the time, like do crimes together. It's pretty fun. <laughs> but, um...
2: Just, just bros doing crimes. Bros. That's cool. A couple That's cool. bros doing crimes. <laughs>
1: But yeah, like I like the little comedic back and forth, so that might be interesting, but um, no, I am joking. Um, but I, yeah, I really felt like, um, I thought they did a good job of The Red Room being the villain. I was actually surprised, I know people made fun of it, but I actually wasn't, I was surprised by Ray Winston and how great he was. Yeah. People didn't like his accent, and I didn't think he would be that good. But I actually didn't have that much of a problem with it.
0: Yeah, I feel like everybody's accents... Ax- I feel like everybody's accents, you just had to have, like, a level of uh, suspension of disbelief. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You know,
2: you just kinda have There's to a go good old-fashioned like, try. Be
0: like, yep, this is a Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: you are like, we're gonna round it up to Russian. That's what it'll it's, be. It's uh, close enough. <laughs>
1: He was hanging out with the with the Soviets. We can just, you know,
2: <laughs> Jesus. Also, now
1: it's canon that Bill Clinton was part of the um <laughs> the Red Room.
2: If you put Bill Clinton being a part of the MCU canon on <laughs> your MCU bingo board for 2021, I'm gonna be honest, I would not have expected I, I, that. I, but you know,
0: I feel like if I ever had an MCU bingo uh everything that's happened this year, Loki falling in love with an alternate universe version of himself. Yes, like, you just have to like throw it away at this
1: point. But my favorite thing is is I love Wiki. I love wikis for different stuff mm-hmm. and I do this all the time with Star Wars and I do this all the time with Doctor Who and I do this all the time with Marvel. It's getting to see, like, especially when they delve into real life stuff, when you look at people's wiki pages, it makes me laugh so much. I'm, I haven't checked yet, but I'm sure there's going to be a Bill Clinton page on the MCU wiki. That's like, <laughs> Bill Clinton was the blah, blah, blah president of the United States. He was Clinton. friends with Dracoff. <laughs> DB Cooper, also known as Loki Luffy song. Uh,
0: I forgot. Oh, for That's another. Th- <laughs> 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 That's another thing. Anybody have Loki being DB Cooper on their MCU bingo card? Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: what a world we live in. We are so
1: blessed. I love
0: Marvel. It's so stupid. I love it so
1: much. <laughs> That's why we would, like take it so soon, like, like, Chill out. It's all fun. It's all silliness.
2: <laughs> there was a freaking alligator Loki, okay? Let's just chill, people. Let's and chill. he was the best Loki. <laughs> he, was- <laughs> he ate the wrong neighbor's cat. You cannot... God, you couldn't trade this he for anything. bit off Tom Hiddleston's hand.
1: He survived. Oh. Uh, um,
0: I really want alligator Loki to just roll up to New Asgard and Valkyrie's just sitting there like, what in the fuck is going on?
1: Do you think that in that universe where Ragnarok happened, Thor went back to Asgard to check on what was, why the nine realms were threatened and Odin was just the alligator with a beard? <laughs> Like, father what's wrong oh,
0: it's just an alligator with
1: a... <laughs> and an eye patch.
0: have y'all seen that like drawing that somebody did where it's like Od- Odin's like son I have to tell you something you adopted and it's just alligator
2: looking <laughs> yes it is. it's so good <laughs> yes oh. oh
1: good lord oh, um <laughs> But yeah, the, the film. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. yeah okay. But
1: well, why don't we delve back into before we wrap up? Why don't we delve into the post-credit scene?
0: I, my thoughts on the post-credit scene are: I want Yelena to kick Clint's ass.
2: <laughs> oh like uh, yes. See it. <laughs>
1: I love watching reactions, and it was so interesting looking at the different reactions to that sequence because some people like, no! No, it wasn't his fault! And some people were like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like I was like, you know. <laughs> Claire, where, 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 where's your mind?
2: Okay, so not a huge comic book person. However, I did read the Hawkeye comic that involves Pizza Dog. So I'm just saying, I that is my only Hawkeye. The only reason I care about Hawkeye in the MCU is because of that comic, which has nothing to do with anything they've shown. Nor have they the actor, who I will not name because he is a piece of
1: just check his out. Yeah.
2: Um, the only thing, you know, I just at this point. I get it. Like we're supposed to. Like, oh, he's got a family that makes him likable. No, I bartended, it. and I know a lot, I know a lot of men with families who suck. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So basically, how I feel about it is, I'm kind of like on team, go get him, because I don't. I just, I just, I know I'm supposed to care about him a little, but I, I, I don't really. I don't. I feel like I care about Kate. I don't care about him. <laughs>
0: He definitely needs somebody to kick his ass right now.
2: Yeah, he deserves <laughs> it. I
0: I really hope that in the Hawkeye show we get a lot of like Kate and Yelena both being like, "You murdered a bunch of people, my guy." <laughs> yes,
1: yes. I hope they cl- I hope they clarify who he killed because if he just killed Asian, <laughs> Asian gangsters, that's not good, Clint. You can't do that. Had a
2: great luck, bro.
1: Like I hope they do. I hope that's in the series where, like, yeah, he killed white supremacists. He killed um, the KKK. That,
0: that I don't know if that would make it any better, though. That's the no. Thing. Like, I'm not
1: defending his actions but, of murdering people, but also no. You know, but like, they don't do crime.
0: I definitely feel. I definitely hope that Clint in this series, and maybe it'll come from like Kate. We're fully into Hawkeye speculation now. I'm sorry. Um, I feel like.
1: Kate? i feel like it's important though oh yeah definitely. Scene.
0: yeah definitely i feel like kate will like maybe idolize him a bit and he can be like don't do that i did a lot of horrible things that you should not like think are good um and then maybe yelena can come in and be like you <laughs> you piece of shit you survived while my sister died <laughs> like and that can be like hawkeye's catalyst for his character arc or something I don't yeah, know. my I hope is interesting. that they're not just going to ignore all that stuff that happened. In yes,
1: game. I hope so too. Agreed. And I feel like it's also important to know because people always bring up the obviously the um end game stuff and like he's taken out the, the Yakuza and there's all that racial tension, but also you know he was part of SHIELD, which wasn't the greatest organization in the world. And him and Natasha probably did some pretty dark stuff, so I hope they delve into that as well. Where it's well,
0: like, I mean, they did straight up blow up Dracov's daughter right
1: well he didn't know that <laughs> right no, but they
0: did no but they totally did um but he says like, it's-
2: natasha natasha, did. Did ta- he?
0: natasha talks about how her and barton did the operation to kill Dracov and draykov they used Dracov's daughter as like
1: but i think like, he says is it clear and she says yes
0: Maybe, yeah. I feel like, yeah, no. I feel like he de- he definitely knew what they were doing, though, right? Okay.
1: I don't know because yeah. he says, "Is it clear?" And like she's walking up the steps, and Natasha's like, "Yes." <laughs> but like, Natasha, oh, okay. Natasha
0: says she's like, "This was like, it was a requirement."
1: Yeah, to kill Drago. But I don't know about the door, though.
2: Maybe I don't know. I need to rewatch this movie. I think I'm we all do. To
1: <laughs> It's just that meme of uh, unclear.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: but yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I feel like yeah, there's a lot of red either way. There's a lot of red in both the ledgers. I 100 percent agree. Um, like they probably they probably kill a lot of people <laughs> to get out of oh, that. Absolutely,
0: <laughs>
2: right? Like
1: also, yeah, all the people he killed when he was brainwashed, which not not necessarily his fault, but also you know. But I, I...
2: there's demons there to be. To be unexercised or to be exercised? Wow, not unexercised. I doing?
1: appreciate that people are going to get really angry at me on the internet, but I'm willing to go out there and go on a limb. Um, and I'm sorry about this, Ash. I don't want to make this controversial, this podcast, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to be honest. Oh lord! I too would do anything to get Linda Cardinelli back. <laughs>
0: gonna fully support that,
1: <laughs> right? Like, and I people like people like yeah, but Hawkeye's actually were so bad. I'm like, yes, they were, but also, I would do anything to get Velma back.
2: Exactly, I was gonna say, but freaks and geeks, like, come on now. Oh, but Queen, but Queen. Oh gracious! Wow.
1: I also think, yeah, I I do think she divorced him. Oh a
0: hundred percent. Like, why mm. is why is clinton in New York hanging out with a hanging a kid. out with Kate? Yeah, like Yeah. Poor Clint. <laughs> but actually
2: <laughs> Bachelor Bro days. But actually,
0: disaster human being Clint Barton is my favorite interpretation of Clint Barton.
1: Yeah. Because I love 100%. Fractions
0: Hot Guy, where he's just like a barely functioning human being so i'm excited to see
1: it (laughs) and i think him being having those villainous qualities to his character is is straight from the comics he used to be a villain so yeah so it just to me yes it's complicated and i hope they do like clarify bits and i do think having him if he did just kill more than just (laughs) you know non-white people that might be a good start not and again not defending (laughs) murdering people
2: Equal opportunity murderer. Don't, don't do crime,
1: is is our official statement. Um,
2: <laughs> this has been a public
0: service announcement from Pondervision. <laughs> don't be a criminal.
2: <laughs> oh, gracious.
1: Killing the accuser does not make you a hero. It just makes you another bad person. Stop killing people. This is the official announcement from Pondervision. <laughs> but no, yeah, I agree. Like, it's just one of those things, you know. Like, I wonder how they're going to delve into that. And I really do like the idea of Yelena being this foil and having to, like, you know, want to see more of her character development. Because she doesn't leave the film being like, oh, I'm Black Widow now. Like, that's not how things work. And I feel like if Hawkeye is going to be the development for Kate, maybe we could see a bit more development of Yelena as well.
2: Yeah, I hope you're right. Yeah.
1: And also, we as we discussed on last week's, or I guess it's, this is coming out the same week, but on the on the Loki finale episode, Ash and I just were discussing this, which there's a rumour of a potential ca- uh, appearance, I don't know if it's a cameo, if it's like a, a full-on appearance, of uh, one of our favourite actors and who plays a character in one of these shows, and that is apparently Vincent D'Onofrio, who's back as the kingpin.
0: Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I remember I had a complete mental breakdown for Vincent Tinofrio potentially
2: being <laughs> in a hot tub. Wait, 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 time out, time out. Is this a root ru- this rumor is like like what what? That's a that's a rumor? Is that like a real rumor? Yes. Are we joking? No. Are we messing no. with me? No. Oh,
1: Vincent someone, oh.
0: Some tweets insinuating. That-
1: yeah, someone yeah, someone tweeted like, like he's coming back and he liked it and then he unliked it. <laughs> and then people are like
2: Daredevil being cancelled broke my soul, and Vincent D'Onofrio every single moment of that show was just the best thing ever. I keep- I- make it happen! Make- I don't care! You better be- you can't toy with our emotions like that, Vincent. That's not cool.
1: And also, Hawkeye takes place at the same time as Spider-Man takes place, and there is a rumor that um, he is being represented by Matt Murdock in that film, so- Ah! Oh, okay,
2: God. sorry.
0: <laughs> Guys! I keep saying it. Put, <sighs> bring Daredevil, put Daredevil in a Spider Man movie. Even if it's just a cameo, it. it's perfect. They have a long history in the comics. Put Jessica Jones in Hawkeye because she has a long history with Kate Bishop.
2: <laughs> I want it so bad.
1: Do it, know. <laughs> and what I said last time, I feel like they should do as well. The ultimate battle is to have a character that appeared in Daredevil, who I thought was really well done, appear in not only just Hawkeye, or maybe like Hawkeye 2, whatever they do with that, but also have him be part of the 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 bolts, the Dark Avengers, whatever they do, and have Bullseye appear, and have it be Hawkeye v Bullseye, like in the comics. Oh my lord.
2: Kate
0: Bishop Hawkeye versus Bullseye?
1: It's just them, like, it's just her shooting arrows and him, like, throwing, like, snow globes. <laughs> for, like, 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> Let this happen, Marvel!
1: <laughs> it's all we want. Um, oh. Yeah, I really I really did like the post credit scene. It was great seeing Valentina again. Um, she's now the official, I guess, like, ironically, because in the comics she was a lover and partner of Nick Fury. She's now, like, this sort of anti-Nick Fury appearing and recruiting people but the thing that broke me as a person <laughs> was that whistle scene with the grave <laughs> it
2: i can i texted charlie immediately after watching it and i just went i was just sitting there waiting for the whistle back and then there was no whistle back i'm so sad so sad. I was just like, please, somebody whistle. Somebody, somebody, somebody whistle. No. Okay. okay. And we do are. you remember the That's... thing
1: I sent back to you immediately?
2: Oh, I don't remember what you said. I just remember, like, an overwhelming wave of sadness. I
1: sent, I already had the picture saved on my phone. It was the official H2 shot of the film where she's like, by the grave. And it's like, sad whistling. <laughs> oh.
0: That was... But on a much happier
2: note she got a dog <laughs> she got a dog and and she named it after... she wanted one of those dogs she, she, got she named them.
1: it after natasha's fake name as well which was fun no oh. the, uh, the everybody started, uh... needs a
2: dog
1: <laughs> also yeah like the dogs like you know good for the dog but also <laughs> natasha got a grave <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know that she had a funeral for her and that people left flowers and stuff. And people cared about her.
2: <laughs> remedied that problem. <laughs> and they, they pretty much
1: confirmed, I think, like, in, in interviews or stuff, that the grave that she has is in Ohio.
2: Aww. So it's
1: like she was buried in the one place she had happy times.
0: Marvel's actually terrible. I've decided. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a 180.
0: Stop. Marvel has made me so sad this year. Like WandaVision destroyed me. The last like 20 minutes of the, of the Loki finale emotionally destroyed me.
2: It's like quit making me sad.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny.
2: It's been downhill since Infinity War emotionally. <laughs> it really has.
1: Wouldn't it be funny if like is like, I'm so sad like my sister's gone, nothing ever. and then like a big portal appears and Doctor Strange, Loki and Wanda fall out and they're like, fuck that we've got millions of them and like an army of Natasha's just run out. It's a robot Natasha, there's an alligator Natasha It's an alligator with the with the curly red hair and the black it's skin that- I mean, It's just
2: an alligator with a really shitty wig That's uh, alligator Avengers assemble!
0: Let's go. I want to live in the alligator variant universe.
1: It's an alligator <laughs> wearing a black skin tight outfit, a shitty red wig. Uh, and then a, then it...
0: The Iron Man alligator is just like an alligator in an Iron Man suit, but it's still shaped like an alligator.
1: <laughs> but the, but the Black Widow one takes its face off to reveal it was actually an other alligator the entire time. Oh my! It there's no like distinguishing <laughs> It's like no distinguishable difference. Like, oh, my god, it was you and Long. We're like, what? what are you talking about?
2: Oh my goodness! Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that might be a good place to call it for the afternoon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you think? What else? It's completely become unhinged.
0: <laughs> okay, how can we top Alligator Avengers uniforms?
1: <laughs> I want it so bad.
0: Somebody write that fanfic. <laughs> What if, what, what if, if, what if, all of the, it happen? what if everybody, what well, the universe is an alligator? <laughs> <laughs> like Thanos is an alligator and gets the infinity gauntlet, but can't snap his fingers. He's he can't his snap, fingers. snap his fingers. <laughs>
1: Could you imagine if we actually got the opportunity to write if episodes and how ridiculous they would be? It would be,
2: would be, be. the most odd <laughs> <unidentified laughs> thing. If y'all didn't write that episode, I would never speak to you again.
1: (laughs) Mine would be, what if the dude from Iron Man 3, who was a big fan of Tony Stark, appeared at the funeral?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else, Janice! Just that! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gracious me. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Good stuff. Um, Why don't we end off this episode with our overall thoughts for the film. And yeah, like how how would we like rate the film? Do you think?
0: I think it's like a solid for me, like seven out of ten. Like it wasn't my yeah. favorite movie I've ever seen, but I did really enjoy it.
1: Perfect. I... Right. And it can it can be different ratings and stuff. Just a general, overriding view of what you thought the film was. Uh, Claire,
2: you know, I I uh, I think seven's probably pretty accurate for me as well. Um, had a good time. I always expect to go into a Marvel movie uh, being entertained. I walked out doing that. Um, We got to see some really just charming, delightful performances, especially through Florence Pugh and David Harbour. Um, Set up a lot of very interesting threads that could get pulled on uh, for the next chapter of Sweater Unraveling. Um, That was a really terrible metaphor. I'm just going to pretend like I didn't just say that uh but i yeah i had a really great time i'm glad that we got to learn more about natasha i'm glad that we've met yelena and that it seems like she's gonna have a really huge role to play coming up because i love her she's beautiful she's funny she's charming she can punch me in the face and i would say thank you very much yelena that is i deserve that and you are right um yeah so long story short i had a really great time and yeah seven i'd say seven
1: perfect um i'm trying to i guess i gave it. i gave the film four stars so i guess that would probably be like an 8 out of 10
2: wow what is this rating system i'm just thinking i was not informed of the standardization of the rating system we don't, we don't really we up. don't
1: really have like a system in place we just <laughs> sort of generalize what we say so i'm, I'm my my review on letterboxd which you should all follow um was four stars so i think if I, I, if, yeah, I think that would be an 8 out of 10 overall. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really great film. I really liked Natasha's story. I thought it really helped inform her actions in both Infinity War and Endgame. And when you watch those films again, which I did, it will change the way you look and it will hurt you emotionally. And I, yeah, I really liked it. And I felt like, the, the like all these Phase 4 products so far, or shows, it Gives us more information about characters we knew and then also helps push forward by introducing new characters that are really fun and interesting. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. But before we go, we're going to plug some stuff. Uh, Claire, where can people find you and your content?
2: Oh, well, uh, you can find me on the Imperial Center podcast with Charlie. Uh, right now, we're doing our weekly Bad Betches episodes to review the Bad Batch, and we'll have a lot more content coming up soon. Every Tuesday night on the Imperial Senate Podcast Twitch account, I'll be streaming, usually Battlefront 2, and just hanging out with people. It's a good time. And, uh, oh yeah, monthly, I'm on Bro Axiom. I am a bro host over there, and I am covering the Dr. Afra comic, so each new edition, I'll be there giving a quick shot preview of the new Afro comic, which is great. And uh, bup, 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 I think that's it. I think it's pretty much it.
1: Perfect. We love a gay archaeologist. Uh, oh, we really do. The best. Ash, where can people find you? Uh,
0: you can find me on Twitter at ashjeffries. You can also find me on Rogue Podrin, which was the Star Wars Book Club podcast. Uh, we have <laughs> been a little... <laughs> uncoordinated with releasing stuff lately <laughs> one of our hosts who uh, did all of the editing and all of the posting went on uh, went to summer camp so we're all kind of uh, having trouble <laughs> we're trying our best though <laughs> and you can also find me on OS Team on the Encyclopedia Podcast Network which is a podcast about video game music
1: perfect uh, you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY and on Instagram at charliemwashby. I host the Imperial Snit Podcast, a quirky styles podcast which you can find on all podcasting platforms as well as on Twitter at ImpsnitPod and you can support me on Patreon and Ko-fi with links to those found on the link on my Twitter bio. We'll be back next week to discuss Marvel Studios' What If. But until then, let's all make ours Marvel. See ya! (laughs)